Welcome to How To Do Marketing Snack Time. I'm your host, Jane Hilsden, and each week I'm going to share out little nuggets of marketing insight, actionable tips, and a marketing opinion or two that will help you get the best bang for buck with your small business marketing. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Snack Time. Um, This one's all about how to not look like a noob when you're creating video marketing. Um, Firstly, I had to Google the definition of noob. And then, of course, as soon as I Googled it, I realized, of course, it's like newbie. Um, So I'm definitely on the right track with the heading. You definitely don't want to look like a noob when you're creating your video marketing. You want to come across as this super cool, confident, seasoned professional. So I'm going to give you 10 points that will hopefully help you do that. Um, This episode was inspired by my husband who recently, um, he's still working at home and he came downstairs and he said, oh my God, I just had to record a video of myself and watch it because they had to submit it for something or other. And um, he said, oh my God, it was horrendous. I'm so monotone. I, um, like I put myself to sleep essentially. (laughs) And I thought, well, that's good that you actually recorded that. And it did get me thinking about some of the things that people might not necessarily anticipate um, when they're going to go and and record their video. Um, Lord knows it takes me so much convincing to get my clients on video. Um, so when they're on there, you certainly want them to record themselves or you, if, if you finally get on there, you want to record yourself and go, yay, nailed it. So listen up. Number one, um, work out what you're going to talk about and how you're actually going to remember doing it. Um, so for those of you who are watching the video version of this, you probably saw my eyes divert slightly left. That's because I just write 10 points for each of these snack time episodes um, just to so I can remember because when I'm actually on film or when I'm actually talking, you know, I lose track. I digress. I'm the most verbose person alive. So um, I just need little reminders that help me um, to to remember what I'm trying to say and keep me a little bit succinct. Um, when I'm presenting presentations for um, virtual conferences or virtual speaking gigs, I actually use a teleprompter. And I've got a teleprompter app that sits on my phone and it just sits and then I put my phone just above my camera on my iMac um, and have that playing there. Again, just so I've got that prompt and notes for for trying to remember um, all the stuff because I usually jam so much information into my um, into my content that I, I want to remember everything. So you might use written notes, you might use post-it notes, you might just rehearse it so that you can nail it or you might just wing it. You might just know enough about the topic that you're going to do, you know, just say it off the top of your head. But whatever you do, just make sure you've got that prepared so that before you turn the camera on, you, you realise how you're actually going to, to make sure that the right words come out of your mouth. Number two, plan your background. So um, again, for those of you who are watching the video version of this, you'll see that 
Um, I've got a somewhat considered background. I've got to say, you know, I've put my book um, up in the background and I've tried to just keep that bit bit of my office tidy. Um, but I get serious FOMO when I look around at some people who have like this styled, amazing background. And I feel like I'm going to change my background to a styled, amazing background anytime soon. Um, what I hate is those virtual backgrounds. They're so bloody distracting when you kind of you're kind of um, half invisible and, and I use my hands a lot and I'm sure that like they get cut off in the in with the virtual background. Um, they're just weird. Um, I know that they're good for branding and all that sort of stuff, but I actually, yeah, find them a little bit di distracting. If you've got a green screen and your virtual background is amazing, then it completely works. But if you don't have a green screen, it can just be really mottled and annoying more than anything. Number three, consider your lighting. Um, natural light is ideal. Again, I get so much FOMO when I look and see those people who um, have obviously got their, their computer or their camera backed up to a natural light source. And so this beautiful natural light's coming on to their face. I use a really pesky little ring light and I'm gonna upgrade that too soon because it gets right in my eyes and I can't wear my glasses because it reflects them. So I'm going to up, up, upgrade on that too. But um, you do need light. So you do need some form of light that highlights your face. Um, so whether you get a kind of purchase, that, and there's so many lights that you can purchase specifically for this, and I, and I recommend doing that as opposed to turning up in the shadows because it just looks really amateur and newbie-like. Um, okay, what about sound? Definitely get a microphone if you can. I use the Blue Yeti um microphone and i use that for for everything that i do and as soon as zoom pops on it's plugged in and that's my default microphone um, and the quality of sound is just so much better um, it, you know that that's not going to take away <laughs> your monotone if if that's that that's your problem um, but it will make sure that you've got clarity with your your audio and especially if people are listening to your podcast they want to be able to hear what you are saying uh, definitely chuck a set of headphones in so that you can hear your audio because when you've actually got headphones in you can hear what your listeners can hear when you don't you kind of hear everything and I'm breaking the rule in this podcast because I'm wild and crazy I haven't got them in but usually when I'm doing a podcast I will have my my headphones in because generally outside of my office where I'm podcasting I've got you know tv blaring dogs barking kids fighting you know all sorts of things happening so I just want to know how much of that's being picked up in my audio um okay when you're actually um, recording the video, make sure that you're going to look into the camera. So in your setup, you want to kind of have that camera at eye height um, so that you're looking directly into that, not down into it or not up into it. We don't want to look up your nose and we don't want to look, you know, um, at you looking at what looks like to be your desk. So just make sure the camera, whether it's on your phone or whether you've got a special setup or it's on your, um, mine's on my, on my iMac for this, that it's, it's in line with your eyes. Um, 
Okay, your presentation. Now, this one's a bit different for men, I guess. Um, I mean, by all means, get dressed in your finest. I like to. I, I've always liked to wear bright colours. Um, and on top of that, because I just figure, like, really, it's only from kind of shoulders up that you see. So I just think, well, I'm going to put some makeup on and some bright lippy. I'm going to put some earrings in. I'm going to do my hair and I'm going to wear something that's quite bright and vibrant because a lot of that actually has um, quite a lot of uh, input into to my personal brand and my brand. So whenever I show up online, I make sure that I'm zhuzhed. Um, so what I do then is I batch like today I'm, I'm going to be recording three episodes of snack time on videos because I've just presented at a virtual keynote. Um, and so I've got the makeup on and the hair and the dress and the earrings and all the rest. So I'm like, right, well, while I'm dressed, I'll, um, I'll, uh, do a, a whole batch of stuff so that hopefully tomorrow, if I don't have any meetings, I don't have to get judged. Um, don't worry, it's all flip-flops and Ugg boots on, on the bottom. So my husband did something really good. He, he recorded himself, he pre-recorded it and played it back to himself. I know for a lot of you that the idea of that will sound excruciating, and it is. I try and never listen back to myself or watch my own videos. However, it does give you that realisation of, you know, how you're coming across on camera. Um, and something that's even more excruciating but even more recommended is, is maybe just send that video or show that video to someone's opinion who you trust to actually give them a little bit of feed, to give them the opportunity to give you a little bit of feedback on that because, um, again, you know, you might, maybe glaze over a few things and go, oh, do you know what? Like that doesn't sound great, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Or, you know, I do seem to um, absentmindedly scratch my nose every five seconds, but I'm sure nobody else will notice. Um, probably people will. So try and get that that um, third-party perspective in there if if you can bear it. Um, and, and with that, I guess, that's where the whole kind of... Um, how do you make sure that you're not monotone? Um, that's practice. That's getting the feedback off somebody else and it's practice. Now, I'm quite a, an excitable person naturally. So when I talk, like this is what, when you hear me, when you see me, this is me in real life. So um, I guess I'm quite lucky in that respect. Um, but if, if you're not, you don't have to be vibrant and energetic and loud and extroverted but you, there's definitely um, some merit in in pacing your your um, presentation and and how you're actually speaking. So um, if you can um, energetically map, which sounds all a bit technical, but if you can kind of try to um, accelerate when you're talking about something that's a little bit more excited and animated and then slow down and add gravity to something where you really want people to pay attention. You know, if you're using storytelling, which I recommend that you do, you know, try and match the energy to the pace of that story because that is actually what provides a little bit of um, interest and intrigue and 
um, it, it can help people engaged. My speaker coach said, you know, don't show up and be that, you know, um, really um, energetic person for 45 minutes because you'll, you know, scare people to death. So, so I've had to actually work on slowing down and adding kind of that energetic mapping, um, that diverse energetic mapping into, into my videos. So it's not about being super, super, you know, extroverted. It's just about kind of speeding up and slowing down um, to get your point um, across. Now, the editing thing. So that's number nine. So editing, look, I prefer just to make one take of your video and, um, and of the and of the podcast, really, if I'm, if I'm telling the truth. Um, I know my wonderful producer goes in there and edits out bits and pieces for the audio file for the videos. Um, as I said, I generally just try and do it in one take. Um, because I know that if I have to edit it, it will just, you know, there's just another job and it's just another hour and a half or of fiddling about, or I, I can outsource that, but then I've got to wait a couple of days for it to get back and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, but if, if you, you know, are not comfortable with, with doing 10 minutes of, of, of kind of constant talking to camera, or if there's, if there's various screens you need, like it might not just be you talking, it might be other stuff that you need to incorporate, then editing will be required. So just work out, are you going to do the editing on iMovie? You know, not recommended if you're a noob. I, I definitely would pr probably send that to, to someone who can do that more professionally. There's plenty of ways that you can outsource that quite cost effectively using Fiverr um, and Upwork and all of that sort of stuff. So um, there's options there. And number 10 is to use captions. So 80% of people actually watch videos with the sound turned off. So if if someone's in the doctor's surgery or at work, like consuming your content or in the middle of an open plan office, you've got to cater for that and you want them to watch your video. So, so if you use um, caps, it looks pretty professional. It really is considerate of the person who's consuming the video content um, because it gives them a couple of options as to how they can actually um, hear the context of that or, or get more context around what you're trying to say. Rev.com is an awesome tool for this. It's literally, literally rev.com, Um, It's like $1.20 for captions per minute um, and it comes back super, super quickly and you literally upload your video and then upload the captions file and it matches it all. The accuracy is pretty damn good. It's a no-brainer. So there's my 10 tips for not looking like a noob when you're creating your marketing video. Thanks so much for listening to How To Do Marketing Snack Time. If you are enjoying these episodes, please do subscribe to ensure that you don't miss a trick. And if all of this talk about marketing is getting you thinking about how you can get the best results for your business, head on over to the Dragonfly Marketing website at dragonflymarketing.com.au and check out our academy program. The How To Do Marketing Academy has been designed to give small business owners just like you the clarity, consistency, confidence, as well as the community that you need to ensure that your marketing helps your business grow. There's three levels of access and each level is packed with value. 
We are taking in new members now, so go and check it out. Until next time, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 